Live from Rock Vox Recording Studios in Rochester, New York, metal maniacs around the globe unite. Prepare for Metal Mayhem ROC. Now, welcome our hosts, John, the Vernomatic Verno, and Metal Forever Mark. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Metal Mayhem ROC. I am the Vernomatic, and tonight we're doing our very first Skype audio podcast of this very metal show, and we're excited everyone's out here. I'm going to introduce my partner in metal crime, Forever Metal Mark. How are you, buddy? Hey, Vernomatic. It's uh, always nice to talk to you from Corona Teen, and um, we are officially trying all kinds of technology out, so I'm excited to just go through an episode and we'll see how things uh, end up here <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> remotely we're, we're in the land of social distancing so how you been man what's going on how's the family Everyone yeah all right? I'm, I'm yeah i'm okay you know we're uh like everything just day to day trying to stay busy and uh i certainly find metal music to be a big distraction uh welcome distraction uh to this uh quarantine situation that we're all in so um Hey, it's fun to take a sidestep and talk a little bit of metal with you tonight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of things have been going on. Um, like you mentioned, uh, this world's upside down. And I know personally I've been jamming a lot more tunes, a lot more downtime, and just picking up some new stuff. And we're going to get into all that. And one thing I did want to uh, share is I do miss, maybe this is a topic for uh, another time, but I do miss the fact that we can't uh, anticipate shows we can't look forward to shows and i think it's really starting to sink in as the weather supposedly is starting to turn and my uh, calendar is empty and uh we're going through a little 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 withdrawal what do you think about that yeah and i know that we have a show segment tonight we're going to touch on is on the road and sadly it's a lot more cancellation and postponements than it is uh you know, new bookings and shows that we're all going to try to hit. And I think if you reflect back last year, 2019, we certainly hit our fair share of shows, indoor, outdoors. And, um, yeah, I guess reality is sinking in that, man, with, you know, this new normal. I mean, going to shows is one thing that clearly is in jeopardy for uh, God only knows how long. So, yeah, so that's why I guess we got to keep uh, other mediums open and talking like this and, Hopefully a lot of bands will start cranking new music out. you got to think that they're sitting there pent up. Maybe it's as good a time as any for them to you know, record, and maybe we'll see a ton of new music coming out of this whole thing. Who knows? Well, that's interesting that you meant, mentioned that because uh, in the vein of metal, I just read that Bon Jovi has yesterday canceled his huge summer tour, but more importantly, he delayed the release of his new, uh, new album he was putting out because the tour was canceled, and he's putting more music on the disc. It's going to a double disc because of yeah. the fact that uh, nothing's going on. So, you know, sometimes uh, things come, good things come out of bad situations. But that's uh, an early, um, early indication of things to come. But we're going to segue into our first segment of the night, and uh, we'll be back right after this. News, rumors, gossip, hearsay, all on today's Metal Minute. So a lot of the times we, uh, Mark and I, will uh, uh, when we do pro, uh, show prep, we'll dig around and try to get some little tidbits, a little uh, anecdotes that we could put into the metal minute minute section. And so tonight we uh, put together a few, and I'm going to have Mark uh, 
get us up to speed on a few of these. Well, this uh, Metal Minute, I mean, again, there's not tons of news going on, but I guess, John, this Vernomatic, this was a more of a question for you, uh, and I know that you're a huge Metallica fan. Um, you know, they started this Metal Mondays where it seems like every Monday they're posting up a new professional shot live show, and I know they've got, they just had one last night, and uh, I, I need to go back and look at some of them, but have you checked any of those out, or have you seen what Metallica's been up to with their Metal Mondays? Well, I've been, uh, yeah, I have been checking them out. They, they release some... Uh, ahead of um you know beforehand uh yeah i was watching it last night and the only problem i have with what they're doing and i'm nitpicking here is they're they're playing stuff from like a year ago or two years ago i would really be excited if they really went back in the vaults and maybe dug something up from a pro shot of like the master of puppets tour or maybe a very high quality um uh video of maybe something very much younger in their career ride the lightning or something but you know metallica is one of those bands that videotapes every move they make so these presentations and these streamings that they are releasing is a uh, top production multi-camera so i was watching it the other night and it was a 2015 show from i think it was uh, uh i think it was germany of some sort but you know fantastic uh hardwired to self-destruct tour so what about you? You you take a peek at it or anything? No, not yet. I haven't. But I think you brought up an interesting point because I know, uh, on, I guess, two episodes ago uh, or last time we got together in the studio, you, you interviewed your uh, your old Metal Mayhem Rock co-host from the 80s, and you guys were talking about the early days of Metallica. And, yeah, it would be great if they go deeper in the vault and uh, dig out some older school stuff while they're showing some of these you know, most more recent concerts. So, uh I have not. I think it's cool, but uh, definitely want to check it out. Um, yeah. So, hey, the other thing I was going to ask you about, and I don't, I don't, I really don't know this band. I'll be honest. Um, but I, I, I guess I've heard a song here and there. I heard that Armored Saints mixing a new CD. Um, do you, how much do you know about that band, and what do you think about them? Um. Well, unfortunately, I lost a uh, connection with Mark, so uh, I think he was asking me if I've ever had any kind of, um, if I knew who Armored Saint was, and I do know who Armored Saint is. They, um, they're they a band from the 80s, and actually Metallica toured with Armored Saint. Oh, Metal Forever Mark, you there? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Were you, uh, I dropped somewhere in the middle of the Armored Saint discussion. You did you? So did you finish up that topic? Yeah, I picked it up. Um, once I lost you, I knew where you're going with this. Uh, we we're just you, you were about to ask me if um, if I knew of Armored Saint or anything like that. Is... Correct. Yeah, I heard they're mixing a new CD, and I, I just don't know much about them. So I just want to get your thoughts on them. Armored Saint. It's, uh, yeah, it's a band from back in the day. Uh, I've seen them several times. They had back in the '80s. They had a album called march of the saint with um uh i with a song called can you deliver and it was like a power tune they're a great band lead singer john bush was um originally uh slated to join metallica back in your early days uh, as as a singer they're they're friends from back in the day and this was before james really developed his uh singing and stage persona and it came out of his shell but that never materialized. So the band Armored Saint, 
actually toured with Metallica on the Ride the Lightning tour. Metallica's second tour, it was uh, Wasp as the headliner, Metallica, and then Armored Saint. So um, there's a history with Armored Saint, and lead singer John Bush actually went ahead and replaced Joey Belladonna in Anthrax when Belladonna left the band after the State of Euphoria release in the late 80s and early and uh, early 90s so the history and yep. now and again they are releasing and mixing a new cd and you know uh they're back they're back um playing and doing things um doing things uh, as a band again wait so is john bush still an armored saint right now then? yes he he Oh, cool. the, the, this is a great story. Uh, John Bush w- was with uh, Anthrax for like five, six albums. Uh, great album, Coming For You All, was their last one before Belladonna came back. And he actually did over 100 uh, Burger King commercials. He was the voiceover talent for Burger King commercials. And he, told, he shared the story on uh, some national show that that gig it was he was bummed that it ended they generated more money than when he was doing the anthrax gig <laughs> unbelievable yeah, so. actually now that you said that um i did check I, i'm definitely familiar with the anthrax uh cd with john bush and i actually thought it was pretty darn good although nobody could argue that you know belladonna coming back to anthrax uh, was fantastic and the last album they put out was just unbelievable uh, i think we talked last time how like some of these bands like overkill and testament like seems like they're getting better with age so um and now then thinking about it i know i did check out some armored saint with john bush so it's cool to know that he's still in the band and therefore uh maybe i'll pay a little more attention to this when they're finished mixing it and they finally put it out yeah so it's um it's coming out when is it coming out did you get a a number uh did not say pretty sure i saw it on blabbermouth just today so uh like we talked earlier and you know when we start talking i guess a lot of bands uh you know, maybe they're holding back on new material, but maybe a bunch are just going to start releasing it and releasing it digitally and um, kind of going from there. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. And, and then just the last little piece I saw, and I don't know if you heard anything else uh, just in the last you know week or so, but I know that, uh, you know, and you mentioned this even probably two months ago, I think, that you know Maiden are pretty much uh, finished with their new CD. Uh, there's no leaks of anything on songs or how it sounds, but... Uh, and I could be wrong on this, but I thought maybe Kevin Shirley is producing it. Is that is that what you heard as well? Uh, yeah, that, that's what I've heard. And what you're probably talking about is a tweet that Kevin Shirley, Kevin Shirley, for those that aren't familiar, has produced the last four or five Iron Maiden releases since Bruce and Adrian came back in the band about 20 years ago. So Kevin Shirley's been producing the band. He tweeted something last year, last summer, maybe like last June, um, basically, it said, uh, finish something big, waiting to release it, and was sort of like a precursor, a little uh, riddle that it was an Iron Maiden thing. But that's all I've heard about it. But actually, um, about a week or two ago, I thought I heard something, some almost a rumor about it that um, alleged Priest, uh, Priest, um, Priest Maiden tour for 2021. Yeah, no, I, I think it seemed like that was really coming together before this whole crisis happened. So hopefully everything will somewhat get back to normal and that will become a reality because that would just be incredible. And uh, by the way, back to Kevin Shirley for a quick second. And um, 
we we had recently up, uploaded this video that we kind of had sitting around. I, I don't know why it took us so long, but anyway, we talked with Cobra and the Lotus and Cobra Page uh, on the tour bus after they played the montage this last fall. And you hadn't mentioned that Kevin Shirley had produced uh, some of their uh, recordings as well. So that was um, she she was really thrilled and excited that you know they were able to get him as a producer for one of their albums uh, not too long back so that was pretty cool too listen a quick shout out i want to give a uh, props to our uh, technical engineer kipper who's helped uh, helped us get everything together tonight he uh, <laughs> yeah. did a hell of a job and uh he um came into the the mr v household and uh got technical stuff going so kipper thank you and uh i just uh he was just leaving i just wanted to give him a shout yeah, out thanks to kipper man we've been we've been bouncing around studios and going in our basement and using zoom and th- all these other platforms so one of these days we'll find one that works but it's okay if we if we use different platforms for different things uh you know that's not a problem either because uh for us it's just platform and form to talk metal and get the word out and uh you know i guess fill our get our own little fill in, in, in our own way here <laughs> so um, so look, Metal Minute, that's about it. I guess it was only a couple of minutes, but um, I think uh, the next one we, we're, segment we're going to go to is the On the Road segment. You want to do that up and we'll talk a bit about some of the school stuff? Clubs. Or lack thereof, sadly. <laughs> there you go. Clubs, sheds, arenas, stadiums. This is On the Road, your compass for live metal concerts. Well, usually in a segment of On the Road, we like to discuss local shows that are going on uh, around the corner and around the globe, big tours coming into the area. But because of the uh, climate and the health health landscape, uh, shows are being canceled. Um, big rock summer tours, if they're not canceled yet, they're, they're, they are canceled. Uh, they officially canceled the first seven shows of the Rat and Tom Kiefer Skid Row Slaughter B-List Metal Tour that was going on. What'd you hear that's going on, Mark? Yeah, I mean that that was one that got kind of announced late, I think, for the summer because um, we were everybody was talking about the whole Poison Motley Crue, uh, you know, big tour that was uh, going around and and um, and Def Leppard. I'm sorry, but that one kind of got announced late, and it, and I was kind of looking forward to that one to be honest with you. And, you know, it looks like they're playing outdoor amphitheaters, and so I guess they didn't cancel the whole tour just yet, just the first seven, but. Sadly, my guess would be the rest will probably follow. And then I also saw that uh, Vakken and the Grass Pop Metal Meeting uh, both got canceled this summer. And you talk about local and then around the globe. Well, that's always been on my bucket list, um, getting over to one of those European metal festivals. I know that a lot of them are starting to pop up over here in America. But um, every time I just, you know, every summer I'm like, man, I know those things are going on. And uh, it would just be incredible to actually – experience one of those uh live and as a fan or otherwise so yeah that's really disappointing for metal fans you know um john have you you've never been over europe to any of those big festivals overseas have you no i've never been to europe but yeah some of those the download the whacking you mentioned um the sonospheres all over there the the big european tour or the european festival circuit as they call it just looks fantastic so yeah, none of yeah. that's none of that's going on. We touch. It's kind of like the holy. It's kind of like the holy grail of uh, metal music because you know, every country has them. They got them in Italy, Spain, Germany, all over the place in Europe, and it seems like they're all summer long. And some are two, three day festivals, you know. So 
it's uh anyway hopefully again uh somehow we'll, we'll be able to get back to those kind of things you know um but uh yeah it's just disappointing but um and then you know i don't know if this is metal or not but i guess bon jovi finally uh announced they were canceling their tour and i guess the list just keeps going on huh john at yeah this point? yeah well you know the interesting thing i was going to touch on this with um metal minute but i was reading i don't know if you saw that reading the ceo of um the ceo of uh, Ticketmaster in live nation at the big announcement the other day was telling how exactly this is going down with refunds and why there aren't refunds yet and what what uh, ticket holders could expect so basically what what he was talking about was uh Ticketmaster sells the tickets they receive the money and when they get the money, they just hold on to it for a minute, and then it's dispensed to different outlets. Well, you, you probably know this better than I, being in uh, sports management all these years. So the difference right now, why they haven't really canceled shows as opposed to postponed, because once a, cancel, a show is canceled, there's a 30-day um, a refund timeline. But if it's yeah, and 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 you know this one could actually zip into the biz, a business of metal segment, which um you know we didn't really queue up for tonight, but maybe that's a bigger deeper discussion down the road. But yeah, I mean to your point, you and I both kind of went through the show promoting experience, and um, again, just being in the industry as long as I've kind of been uh, professionally, yeah, it's 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 a trickle down effect really because you know you you've got to put deposits down uh, for all the bands on these type of tours. You know, the bands in turn have to reserve things like tour buses and they got to buy plane tickets and travel and book hotels. And, you know, you got to book the venues and you got to hold the dates. And so, you know, that, you know, so that, you know, that when when that money, you know, unless the show's outright canceled uh, and then you decide, well, we're going to start refunding everything. That's kind of why a lot of these promoters aren't, you know, don't want to do that as quickly, uh, hoping that maybe they could reschedule. And then, you know, they still. Uh, some of those, de- you know, deposits and things could be shuffled around. So it really is a big trickle down effect, and it's a really big uh, mess in a lot of ways. And, and again, it affects everybody, right? It affects the venues and the and the, and the travel partners and the hotels and the the artists, right? That are trying to you know still manage their schedules. So it it's it's really rough. And I think the you know it's even tougher when you just flat out don't know you know if or when you know this is going to get back to normal and. So, yeah, I can see how that was going to be tough. But I would say at this point, again, if I were in their shoes, I'd, it's probably time to just say, look, we're going to refund and then reboot everything, start all over again it, You know, when, when we get the green light go again. you know. So well, yeah, it's, well, a, it's a tough situation. It really is tough. Imagine all parties. just to um, expand on what you're talking about, uh, about expenditures, you know, stuff you never even thought about, you know, tour merchandise. That stuff has to be prepaid for, planned. Um, it just it, it just never stops, and yeah. think about um, yeah. some tours. You know, everyone's getting canceled, but like you know, a tour like the Motley Crue tour, that's a hundred and fifty million dollar plus that isn't going to happen. And no one says that. What you're just going to fast forward um, until next year? It's the landscape yeah. has changed because now no one's touring. But then next year, everyone's going to be touring. This is the this is their last. Uh, money stream there's no there's well and then you know like to your point just for today I, today for example i saw michael sweet from striper he was going to going to go on a little solo run with uh tony harnell i guess the ex um 
TNT singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they did. They 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 created a whole bunch of merch. It was already printed. It's probably sitting in one in a in a trailer or his warehouse or his basement somewhere. And they're you know they're he's selling the merch right, saying hey, uh, you know get your merch for the tour, even though we're not on the tour right now. And uh, they're trying to you know reschedule things for the late fall season. But again, just nobody knows. And uh, so those are expenses. You know they're out of pocket, right? He's already produced all that merch and paid for the graphic designer and printed them and the whole thing. And and you know those. Those are, again, those are things that ripple down. So it's just, it's really tough on, um, on the entire industry right now, for sure. Yeah. I, um, you know, it's just, uh, the sports industry, everything. So, Hey, you never know, but that, um, leads us to, uh, uh, another subject, subject of, um, exactly what's new on vinyl. So why don't we, uh, take a peek on, uh, what's new right after this. What's new? What's fresh? Now, streaming for vengeance. So, Mark, you've um, been getting into some new stuff. What have you been burning lately? Yeah, so I love this segment, streaming for vengeance, and I know that you sometimes even throw it into the reading for vengeance category. <laughs> but uh, I took a cue from you, uh, and you mentioned you were kind of out there walking a lot uh, during this crisis, and sometimes I've been doing the same, just throwing on the headphones, and um, my good old Spotify, who has this, like, Discover Weekly um, you know, kind of pop up some random songs, which I like because I always like finding out about new bands. And um, and by the way, that reminds me that I got. I'm going to shout out to my buddy uh, Scott Sanders, who's uh, out there in the West Coast. He used to live in Maryland with me, and he's a guy that always turns me on a new metal band. So I, I want it. He's like he totally knows what's going on in the European scene a lot of times, and he's the one who got me into bands like Hammerfall and Primal Fear and a band called Brainstorm and may, maybe some of these bands you know you haven't heard of as much, but. Um, so I was listening just the other day. I just go through a quick, quick ones here. <laughs> this band called Guardians of Time popped up, and this track called "As I Burn," and it featured Tim Ripper Owens. And uh, man, it was you know good old fashioned uh, classic heavy speed metal, I guess power metal for lack of a better term. And I didn't realize that Ripper had done that. So I actually just have my phone and I tweeted out at him, and he tweeted back saying, "Hey, you're three years late on that one. That was I guess 2018 or two years late." Um, but that one was cool. And, um, and another band that came on was a band called Manimal, which, uh, I just posted up on my Facebook page. It looks like they were kind of sporadic out in the nineties and they had a release in like mid mid two thousands and another one in like 2018. So, um, I don't know. They're, they seem a little bit interesting. Uh, they're a Swedish band. And then there's a band called Stryker from Canada and another band called Brainstorm. I think they're from Germany. I actually uh, interviewed the lead singer, Andy Frank, uh, a couple years back. So those are like European kind of power metal bands that I guess I've been into. And then just the other day, I went down a Lacuna Coil wormhole just because that's, I don't know, they're kind of prog metal, I guess, prog rock. They got some of their albums are way heavier than others. So um, those are things I've been streaming myself, and uh, I'm always looking for new stuff. And uh, Vernomatic, I know you've been reading and listening to books on tapes. And what else you got going on in in your metal world right now? Uh, Really diving into the Testament Titans of Creation. You know, Testament's been a band. Some call them the next level of the big four. But they've been around since the heyday. And they've always, just like Anthrax and Overkill, of late the last four or five releases, it's like another chapter, and they've stepped up their game. They've always had excellent releases. But it's just, you know, once you're a band for this long, you get better and you know each other. But the new one, Titans of Creation, on Nuclear Blast Records, is just... It's fantastic. Uh, Children of the Next Level is just old school 
uh, Dream Deceiver. Uh, there's a song called City of Angels that r- reminds me of back in the day. So it's just, um, again, I share with people, I take walks. I haven't in the last couple of days because it's been shitty out. But I'll take a walk and I'll listen to something new. You know, I'll walk somewhere in 20, 20 minutes in one direction, turn around and come back. And it's 40 minutes of able to really absorb something. And so um, the the New Testament is something that I'm really digging. And I wish, again, you, you, see, our mindset is you, you get into something and you're like, oh, well, what's the tour doing? They're coming around in this damn Corona shit. You know, it's who knows? You may not be able to see them. So, that- well, you know, it's uh, so Vernamac, it's funny just real quick on that, too, because to your point, I mean, I. You know, a lot of times I don't get a chance to listen to full CDs or, or new artists or new new albums. Like even just, I know I mentioned this band earlier and I talk about them every once in a while, Cobra and the Lotus. You know, when we had interviewed that band and saw them, they'd only really dropped two singles from their new CD. And then, again, I was out the other day and I was like, man, their whole new album's out. So I, you know, listened through that one. And uh, again, I thought that was really strong, very, very melodic and very heavy in parts. And uh yeah, so I guess sometimes there are some good things because we are slowing things down, and then it does get you out and you know get you to checking out some new music that, again, maybe we we didn't have previously, and get some fresh air at the same time and some and burn some steps, you know. So, uh, yeah, so I guess oh, one other thing I was gonna do reading for vengeance. I want to check out the new Alexi Leo. Uh, uh, it's a biography that's out. Um, just it looks like it's you know his history as a guitar player and founding Children of Bottom and all that and. And I still got to plow through the rest of KK Downing's book, but um, you know, those are some other things on my radars too. Uh, now going back to that testament, um, they just released the, great. By the way, they just released a new animated music video for Children of the Next Level. That's pretty pretty cool. And the one thing that I like about this new album is um, there, there's no overindulgent extended intros. There's no like you know two minutes to get into the song. There's zero wasted motion on this. You know, uh, they just get right. Catchy and forceful thrash anthems. Chuck Billy's on top of his game vocally. Alex Skolnick is shredding. Uh, it's just, um, I, I'm digging it. So, you know, get out there, get some old school metal. Yeah. They're, they're again, <laughs> they're just one of those, they're, they're, they're just totally metal, man, right? I mean, that's what they are, just like Overkill. They're just hit you in the face and they don't stop and, Again, when I heard them, heard that album uh, first couple times again, I was like, man, they're, to your point, I mean, they're, they're getting better with age in some ways. Like, just it holds up against all the old stuff, I think. So uh, I, I can't wait to keep giving that one more of a play because I've only heard it a couple times. So, yeah, it's good to, good that there's new metal out there in the middle of all this for you sure. You know, a funny thing is um, uh, Mark and I here at Metal Mayhem ROC, we're always looking to expand the brand and get more avenues of information out to our podcast um possible you know live shows that we'd like to cross promote with the metal mayhem brand uh i've been getting into and exploring some live internet radio stations and metal channels and i know uh, i sent you a few links and you were checking a few of them out and you know some of these channels i'm listening to this stuff and you know you could find every type of of uh, metal on there a grind gore cookie monster extreme hair metal um whatever but sometimes i just sit here and listen to listen to some of this music and some of these bands that really gets me excited about 
wow, there's like a lot of stuff out there, almost too much stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like, how do you know what's good and what isn't good? It's um, so uh, going out and listening to some of these internet radio stations has been fun for me during this, um, you know, this Corona quarantine period. Uh, what, what were your thoughts, Mark, when you were getting in and listening yeah, to them? No, I think to your point, I mean, I've been on the lookout for new metal bands pretty much ever since I kind of started even this metal forever thing long time ago, even before the Internet. And uh, at different times I had P.O. boxes and it was kind of cool because I literally would have 20, 30 bands sending me their music every every week, more or less. I mean, I was getting I mean, no exaggeration. I mean, um, and even even nowadays, you know, bands sending us MP3 clips and things like that. So, um, but for me, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's really exciting. Um, and, and yeah, to your point, like band, you know, labels like nuclear blast and metal blade, and there's just so many, uh, there's more, I would say there's more quantity. I'm not always sure that there's quality cause I would say 20 or 30 and no disrespect to any bands cause everybody has different style of music that they like and love. And maybe I'm kind of picky when it comes to my metal, but you know, I would say I'd find one or two kind of diamonds in the rough sometimes. And, you know, those are it's exciting when you find bands that you really like like that. So, yeah, so I think even with our social channels on our Facebook page, on our on our Twitter handles, I mean, you know, if any metal fans uh, have new bands or bands that think they, you know, we should be checking out, I mean, post on our Facebook page, send us emails to uh, metalforever4 at AOL.com or uh, your ver- Vertomatic Forever. Is that is that your email, right? I'm sorry, that's your Twitter handle, right? Yeah, Vernomatic no. oh, at metalforever.com. Vernomatic at metalforever.com. I mean, send us emails, man. Send us MP3s. Send us links. We'll check it out. <laughs> you know, like you know what? Uh, we we definitely are looking for new metal. You can send it anywhere. Send it here. This yeah. edition yeah. of Metal yeah. Mayhem ROC so, uh, is yeah, brought no to you by Mr. V's. So, um, are we going to move to our, our final segment of the evening? The our um, our Mount Rushmore segment. Oh yeah! After I uh, give you a little hype on some of the sponsors of our show. Cool. This edition of Metal Mayhem ROC is brought to you by Mr. V's Street Style Vending. Visit our lunch cart in the College Town area at Strong Memorial Hospital or the weekend late night location at the corner of Monroe Avenue and South Goodman. Look us up online at mrvsvending.com for all catering prices and availability. That's Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Now, back to Metal Mayhem ROC. Well, if you need any uh, street meat, I suggest you get out there and visit one of those Mr. V hot dog vending carts. But going forward, we like to do a segment here called uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. It's uh, it's a segment where we like to post up four of something, and we're going to be back in 30 seconds, and we're going to get into this. Many have tried. Most have failed. Only a few survived. This is the Mount Rushmore of Metal. So when Mark puts together some ideas for uh, show topics, we're always looking for a Mount Rushmore topic that him and I could, uh, you know, point, counterpoint, kind of uh, get our list. So I'm going to send it over to Mark. And uh, what do you got for uh, Mount Rushmore this week, bud? Yeah, and Vernomatic, I know at some point we want to take a deep dive with a whole bunch of these and maybe even go rapid fire with a whole bunch of ones that maybe even get some fan feedback because, uh, you know, we've done that um, in the past for some things. But this one, um, I thought, and we had talked about this uh, way back when we even first started talking about the show. It's called the Mount Rushmore of Just Push Play. And what Just Push Play uh, CDs or albums are is exactly what you think. It's like you, you put it in, 
you push play and you let it play all the way to the end and just let one track bleed into the next. And uh, for me, there's uh, there, I've got my Mount Rushmore where meaning like, you know, you literally push play and every track is great. And I love uh, every song and, the, and you know, the songs almost build off of each other. And uh, I guess one of them on here is a concept that actually two are concept albums. So I'm going to give you my Mount Rushmore. I've got no really order on this one, but um, I'll just tell you mine and then. I'd be interested to hear what your Just Push Play Mount Rushmore's are. But um, for me, um, I got Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys. Um, that, to me, was just one of their – I got part two, I guess, is to, to, to be technical, because I think they had a part one. Um, and to me, that one's just a push play front end. Michael Kiske is the lead singer. Just, I mean, it's just incredible. Some long 13-minute tracks on there, and I love that one. Um, I'm going to throw in Dockin' Back for the Attack. Uh, I just I just love that album. I love when it came out. Um, the st- ironic thing about that one is the actual track "Back for the Attack," which I thought was one of their better ones, actually never made that uh, never made the album. It made their uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three song EP. Um, but that's another one. Just push play right from um, opening track all the way through. Um, I love 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 Queen's Reich Operation Mindcrime, and to me that's just again you could literally sing that whole album. I think front to back. Sometimes I'll start hearing songs and I'll be like, oh, I can't listen to the whole thing again and then psh, end up listening to the whole damn thing and um, just just love that one. And then um, for me, there's a lot of Judas Priest, even Iron Maiden ones you could throw in there that qualify. But for me, the, my favorite Just Push Play Priest is uh, Defenders of the Faith where you just throw that sucker on and opening track all the way to the end, uh, you know, starting with Free Will Burning, just all the way through. Just I love that one. So those are my four metal um metal forever mark <laughs> my my uh just push play for releases so vernomatic what are yours well I, I just want to comment on your list uh going backwards uh the judas priest defenders not my top priest album but th- that's a solid one um free wheel burning is insane that that song is fantastic um Dokken, back for the attack uh, I know you go way back with Dokken. Have a, they have a special place in your heart for them. And I remember back for the attack. They had uh, what was that instrumental that he had on there, um, Mr. Smiley or no, Mr. Oh, Scary, yeah, Mr. Scary, <laughs> Mr. Scary. I and, mean, all-time classic. Just, I mean, one of the greatest metal instrumentals of all time. I think guitarist instrumental. So, and the thing with yeah, that falls right in the middle of that album somewhere. Yeah. So like track five or six, just perfect. Kind of breaks up front part of it to the second part. Well, of it. us um, old schoolers, uh, yeah. uh, last song yeah. side one. So. Um, yep, yep, that's right. You have tape side A and tape side B. <laughs> well, the thing with that album, Back for the Attack, that was uh, Dawkins, I don't want to say Pinnacle, but that was the tour that got them on the Van Halen Monsters of Rock tour back in 1988. That was yeah. the Back for the Attack. Uh, uh, not that familiar with Halloween outside of some of the more popular songs that they had. And uh, Queensryche Operation Mindcrime, um, that's where my list starts. That album is definitely, besides Mount Rushmore, that is like Desert Island material. That is just fan- <laughs> fantastic. So my first entry is Operation Mindcrime. Um, the next one, in no particular order, is Slayer's Raining Blood, uh, the ultimate thrash album of all time. Uh, to this day, you start with uh, Angel of Death, and it goes all the way through, all 27, 16, 27 minutes of it. It's just fantastic. Uh, the next one I have on there is Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, the first one with Ronnie James Dio, who, for my money, I know this is a discussion for another show, but RJD has to be 
probably my favorite metal singer of all time. Just the you know just everything you you go through his career with with Rainbow Sabbath solo Sabbath again. It was just fantastic, and the Heaven and Hell that release started it all. And my final Mount Rushmore album. This uh, this is going to be a surprise. Some labeled this band. They put them in the new wave of British heavy metal, which they like rejected. They didn't think that they were should be in there. They've gone on to be one of the only bands that has two 10 million selling albums, which are called Diamond Albums. And they're the only rock band that has a one-armed drummer. It's Def Leppard, <laughs> Def Leppard and their High and Dry album. It's uh, produced by Muck Lange in 1981. And to this day... Um, that that defines for the Vernomatics book. That defines just press play. So recapping: um, Operation Mindcrime, Slayer, Raining Blood, Heaven and Hell from Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Dio, and Def Leppard with a two-arm drummer at the time and High and Dry. Thoughts? <laughs> hey, who who can argue with that list? Um, well, one thing, a couple of just quick thoughts on that is um, Slayer's Rain and Blood. Uh, I need that. I, that's probably going to be one of my next walking uh, ones. I'll throw on because, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I hear bits and pieces of Slayer. I've never listened to that one from front to back, and I do think I had I had one of their CDs that I listened to for a while, and I was like, man, it's pretty good. So that would that's one. I know some of the songs you just mentioned, so that one I need to check out. Um, and then you know, obviously, Minecraft can't argue with that. And then, um, look, I'm gonna—I'll give you the Def Leppard because, to be honest with you, I always think back at a band like that. And you know, when they um, came out with High and Dry, I think that was definitely more of a metal album. It was just straight to the point, you know, heavy riffs and great melodic songs. And I always thought, what if they kind of stayed with that kind of mode, you know? And again, not to detract from anything, because they have become one of the biggest bands in the world. And I know. Um, uh, not only Pyromania, but the one right after that, the Pour Some Sugar on Me one. <laughs> what was that one again? Hysteria. Oh, uh, uh, Hysteria. I mean, look, that was a cl- you know, it's still it's going to be an, it's an all time classic. But but I mean, um, yeah. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the um, you're, you're, that's a that's a strong and then Black Sabbath for me like I never I didn't always listen to some of the old old stuff and uh, I know a lot of people hey is it Dio is it Ozzy uh, but look that it just stands it just stands the test of time and is those are classics so no argument with any of those and um, you may have inspired me to give them all a new listen a little uh, bit <laughs> so. of advice if you do decide to uh, explore the raining blood um, listen to it and read the lyrics because. It, it just it's in your face it's like i mentioned in the testament that there's no screwing around they get right to it well slayer wrote the book on getting right to it and that raining blood the whole album like i said is only like 27 minutes long and it just it just starts and goes straight through it just doesn't let up and it's to this day rick rubin that was one of his first ones he produced when he started Def Jam Records in the uh, mid mid eighties. It was just, it's classic. It is just, it's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and that just reminds me. And I know we want to wrap our show here, but we probably went a little long this evening. But then again, it's Corona time, so <laughs> what does it matter? Um, the uh, I saw I saw Slayer out in Jones Beach. Um, right, that's the amphitheater that's right up on like the Long Island Sound. And they opened for Ozzy. And I don't know if it was Ozzy Black Sabbath or it was Ozzy's solo tour. We have to fact check that. But um, a huge thunder. 
storm started kind of rolling in. Slayer's up on stage, and I'm like, man, if I die from a lightning strike, there's nothing more metal than this. Um, so that was just uh, seeing those two on stage at the same time was was pretty freaking cool. And by the way, just to clarify myself, um, the Keeper of the Seven Keys album that I'm referring to on Mount Rushmore is their part two. Uh, they did have a part one, which equally is as strong. Um, but if you haven't had a chance to check uh, those out, I would strongly recommend it. And I would also throw a wild card in there, their album called Pink Bubbles Go Ape. Sounds ridiculous. The album cover's ridiculous. But it's another classic, uh, just amazing Halloween heavy metal record. And there's singers that I think I think he I would throw them in there. Not that we're going to do the Mount Rushmore singers right now, but uh, he would probably be on my list, uh, Michael Kiske from Halloween. So Excellent. Well, Vernomatic, man, as always, uh, I love talking uh, metal, and it's a uh, good diversion. And I know we can't always carve out the time, and this uh, coronavirus has forced us into social distancing where we can't be in the same studio together. But I don't know. We'll see how this recording sounds. But maybe we stumbled on, on, on a technology piece here that could work for us here, at least in the short term, until we can get our you know back into the studio and actually be in the damn room together, which... Got all, you know, who, who knew we were going to take that for granted at some point? Yeah, right? Mark, uh, do me a favor. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can uh, get in touch with us on our social media platforms? Yeah, so, you know, we're uh, metalforever.com is always the mothership. Um, uh, metalmayhemroc.com is the official um, website for the show. That's where you can find all the audio postings as well as the video. I'm at metalforever4 on Twitter, and uh, Vernomatic, I think you're at Vernomatic for. What, what what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter, uh, uh, Vertimatic and Metal Forever. Yep, yep. Um, so those those are the main places on Facebook. We're just find Metal Forever. That's the that's the actual um, just Metal Forever page. And then we have a Metal Mayhem ROC group, and that's where we have more just discussion and chatter uh, on Facebook. So those are our key platforms and. Um, Support Mr. V. Support our, our our local sponsors. I got a new sponsor. I'm going to tell you guys about soon. And Vernomatic's been kind enough to let me use his storage space. And I'm um, getting close to launching a hand sanitizer product of all darn things. But it's an organic product, not alcohol based. And well, uh, by all studies I can see, is really effective. So I'll tell you more about that. I might even spin it into like a metal brand just for the show, maybe, John. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> see. Vernomatic. Yeah, we um, uh, Mark and I here at Metal Forever, uh, we're working on um some. Uh, exciting stuff coming up. Uh, I've been, we have a, a podcast coming up and we're going to explore the history of uh, Lakeshore record exchange from back in the day We're um, there's a couple interviews I got planned for later in the summer. And we're just, uh, we're always hoping here to take uh, ideas and explore new avenues. So I, yeah, and you know what? Uh, some metal artists have popped forward because uh, with everybody being trapped in quarantine um, they're not on the road and out in studios, so we're. I think we're going to get our fair share of interviews if we do things right as well. So uh, stay tuned for those kind of things too. All right. Well, hey, uh, Metal Forever, Mark. Take us out. You, uh, you have a good one, and uh, we'll see everyone soon. Take it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Stay metal. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone. Catch us next time on WLFE DB Radio.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 